Welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa. Hi, my name's Kay. We are reading from the Book of Signs by Dr. David Jeremiah, and we are going to continue with the description of the city. The dimensions of this vast city serve as only the beginning point of our observations. As we continue reading through Revelation 21 and 22, we're all struck by multifaceted descriptions of the city. I encourage you to read these final two chapters of scripture for yourself and make them an object of an ongoing study. To help you, I want to, to point out the sevenfold depiction of these chapters given us of New Jerusalem. On that basis, then, Let's look at the seven wonderful features of the new Jerusalem. The holy city. First, we will be a holy city. Notice the emphasis on this in Revelation 21. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, and he carried me away in the spirit to a great high mountain and showed me a great city, the holy Jerusalem, Descending out of heaven from God. The chief characteristic of this city is its holiness. The Wycliffe Bible commentary says, A holy city will be one in which no lie will be uttered in 100 million years. No evil word will ever be spoken and no shady business deal will ever be discussed. No unclean picture will ever be seen. No corruption of life will ever be manifest. It will be holy because everyone in it will be holy. Without sin, there will be no death. There will be no jails, courtrooms, prisons, hospitals, or funeral homes in heaven. This will be a holy place for holy people, for those who have been made holy by God's infinite grace through the blood of Jesus Christ. You know, okay. We talk about grace. We have to give people grace. We have to give people grace. And you don't see much of that anymore. If you want grace from God, and believe you me, every day we do something wrong. You might not think you're doing anything wrong. We sin every day and we need God's grace. But he won't give it to us unless we give it freely to other people. Right, right. The gates of pearl. The Bible also tells us about a vast, high, broad wall surrounding New Jerusalem, punctuated by 12 gates, each of which is made of pearl. Then he measured its wall, 144 cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is, of an angel. The construction of its wall was of jasper, and the city was pure gold like clear glass. The twelve gates were twelve pearls. Each individual gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold like transparent glass. And that's the other thing that I was getting into all of this last week. Even the pearl in the streets of gold, it's translucent. It's like you can see through it, and it's just beautiful colors. Perhaps you're wondering what kind of oyster is required to produce such a giant pearl. But do you think God is limited to creating pearls only by oysters? God can make a pearl just by speaking a word if he wishes. 
If he can speak a word and create a star, he can certainly do so with pearls. That said, I'm not sure how God will do it, but each of the 12 gates will be as beautiful and stunning as a giant pearl, and each will have the name of one of the tribes of Israel. Wow. Think of it. The wall is made of jasper, which in biblical times was a crystal stone like a diamond. And the gigantic gates are made of solid pearl. Imagine seeing this from afar. It will sparkle and shine as it rotates down to the earth. And all the hues of the glory of the city will be overwhelming. It will take your breath away. Wow. For anyone who's been wanting to live in a mansion. <laughs> it's coming. Here's your chance. <laughs> One of my mentors, Dr. W.A. Criswell, had an interesting view of these gates of pearls he once preached. There is a sermon in the fact of the gates of a pearl because heaven is entered through suffering and travail, through redemption and blood, through the agony of the cross. A pearl is a jewel made by a little animal that is wounded. Without the wound, the pearl is never formed. That's true. That's how a pearl forms in an oyster. It's It's been wounded. Isn't that just kind of a crazy kind of thing? Yes. Like what God does there with that? When we walk through the gates of the pearl, we'll be reminded the only reason we're there is because of the suffering and the pain of the Lord Jesus. Got it. Who bore his wounds for us that we might be redeemed. Got it. The foundations of precious stones. The third description element of the city is its foundation. It seems to be very important, a very important feature because we have an earlier reference to it in Hebrew 11.10, where the city is described as one with foundations who, whose builder and maker is God. Revelation 21 describes it this way. The foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with all kinds of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second, sapphire, the third, caledony, the fourth, emerald, the fifth, sardonyx, the sixth, sardius, the seventh, priolite, the eighth, beryl, the ninth, topaz, the tenth, priophrase, the eleventh, jacinth, and the twelfth, amethyst. And I am sure I destroyed some of these names, and I really apologize. I really do. So go to Revelation 21, <laughs> verses 19 and 20, and try it yourself. <laughs> Thanks, Miss Kay. Yeah. <laughs> the names of those stones have been rendered from the original Greek words John used, and they may not represent the exact stones as those bearing mm. the same names today, but they certainly describe a set of stones with all the colors and hues of the rainbow. Oh, can you imagine approaching heaven's capital and seeing it from afar? Well, witness this magnificent city soaring 1,500 miles into the atmosphere of built upon a gemstone foundations with each gate brilliantly crafted from a single pearl. We'll walk into this holy city with jaws dropped and eyes widened in absolute wonder. For even the most beautiful places on earth don't hold a candle to what God has prepared for us. The streets of gold. But that's not all. Revelation 21 also says, The city is constructed of gold, and even its central boulevard will be made of solid gold gating stones. The 12 gates were 12 pearls. Each individual gate was of one pearl. Can you imagine how big that pearl is? A gate? No. no. 
I know. It is going to be jaw-dropping. Yes. Yeah. And the street of the city was pure gold, like transparent glass. That oh. is really interesting to me. Everything that I was listening to last week is kind of like a confirmation in here. Interestingly, the gold of New Jerusalem is described as being light, transparent glass. The earthly gold that currently fills our vaults isn't transparent, of course, but the gold of heaven will be so pure that we will seem to look into it and through its clear depths as we walk upon it. Some scholars interpret this as being like a finely polished mirror and therefore not so much transparent as translucent. That was the other thing. It's all translucent. But remember, we'll be walking around in our glorified bodies and we can assume our eyesight will be enhanced so we can see things as we've never seen them before. The Lamb That is the light. The next thing we encounter in Revelation 21 has to do with the light and energy sources for the city of the New Jerusalem. Where will its power plant be located? Where will its electrical generators be? How can such an immense city be illuminated? Four different verses are devoted to the subject. I can't wait to hear this because it's all from the glory of God. Everything. Thing illuminates from the glory of God. That's your generator. That's everything. Her light was like a most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. The city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it. For, here we are, the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is in the light in Revelation 21, 23. And the nation of those who are saved shall walk in life. There shall be no night there. They need no no lamp nor light of the sun for the Lord God gives them light. There will be no light post in Jerusalem and no lanterns. No floodlights or flashlights or table lights. A strange presence of brilliant light will emanate throughout the city from the throne of God and of the Lamb. The brilliance of the light will be enforced from the Lord Jesus and his glorification. And it will fill the city with radiance. Were it not for our new glorified eyesight, we'd be blinded, but it won't hurt our eyes at all. In fact, our new eyes will be perfectly made for such light. I can't imagine that, but I can anticipate it. This is the new Jerusalem described in scripture, and it's the fulfillment of a prophecy made hundreds of years before the birth of Christ. In Isaiah 60, the sun shall no longer be your light by day, nor for brightness shall the moon give light to you, but the Lord will be to you an everlasting light and your God, your glory. Wow, Miss Kay, that was really, really interesting. And the next time we get together, we're going to talk about the tree of life. Exciting. Once again, thank you for stopping by. And once again, God bless you and have a great week.